Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Too Many Men. I'm Tali Dyes. Joining me today is Tony Pickenich. I'm always here. John Gallietta. Who's up? not always here. Yeah, not that's... He just got out of jail. Yeah, it was a tough experience, but we're back. All right. Let's go. Okay. So we got a few things to talk about here today, and our main subject later in the episode is going to be how Jimmy Haslam's the worst owner in all the sports. Arguable. No, James no. Dolan, anyone? Oh, he's up there, but Jimmy Haslam's worse, <laughs> and we'll talk about that later. We also have the Victor Oladipo injury to get to, as well as James Harden nasty. just on a tear. That was also nasty. We're going to start the episode, though, today with what we were talking about in depth uh, last episode. Peter Shirelli, general like manager. partially responsible for him being fired. Former general manager now of the Edmonton Oilers, fired. Was it that night or the night it was, after? It was that night. It was that night. I believe. Yeah. I believe it happened after... Late podcast, late that night. Like after we uploaded it. Uh, the general manager, well, the former general manager of the Edmonton Oilers was fired during the second period of the Detroit-Edmonton game. They didn't want to fire him at the end because they didn't want him to get swarmed by the media. I guess that's a nice thing for Edmonton to do. I feel like getting fired in the middle of a game is not the best thing because you kind of showed up, you were there. Now. Everybody saw you. <laughs> now it's like... And then the media after the game is like, oh, oh where'd he go? <laughs> But like, boom, you're fired. <laughs> Imagine showing up to work, right? And then all of a sudden, your boss comes up to you and he's like, "Hey, listen, listen, I know you just showed up here. I, I know, know you just know came on this road trip to Detroit, shift, but like, you're done. But listen, you're out. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> listen, you're a shit GM. Sorry. You're, you're probably the worst GM in, in the history of this sport. Hopefully, he'll be the next GM of the New York Rangers. <laughs> with all, with all hope. Um, he made some very bad moves. Uh, I'm going to give you my top three bad moves made by Peter Sorelli. Th- I, I know what they're going to be. Number three. Well, you know what number one is. Yes. Uh, number three, signing Milan Lucic to a seven-year contract, six mil a year. Uh, I think he had 14 points last season. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, – you can't be doing that. He's not good. He's not. He's, he's an enforcer, and that's just uh, – there's just no place in it. Place for that in today's game, not at least at six million dollars a year. There's not. No. Yeah, like you can pay them lower money if they're not good. But, but no, you can't. You can't pay them seven million a year. Uh, number two has to be the whole Jordan Eberle incident. The, everything as a whole was just bad because it was Eberle for to the Islanders for Strom, and then Strom to the Rangers for Spooner, and then they put Spooner on waivers. Well, he, he cleared waivers, didn't he? He did clear waivers. So they technically still own But him. Yeah, but it's not doing them any good in the AHL. No, listen, maybe he wanted something for his AHL team. You don't know. That would be one hell of a move, trading your third best forward. It's fine. Just for an AHL piece. And your number one? Is? Oh, my number one is the one-for-one one trade that happened in June of 2016. Uh, Taylor Hall for Adam Larson straight. Uh, Best trade the Devils have ever made. Worst trade the Oilers have ever made. Well, that's debatable. They traded Gretzky to the Kings. That's true. <laughs> but didn't they get more for Gretzky? Like a lot more? Yeah, but they traded Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky, the GOAT. That's the that's like the only player John No, knows. John, John Gretzky. The random well, guy. Well, we're going to get to that oh, because the, now the general manager of the Edmonton Oilers is Keith Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky's brother. Dun, Power dun, move. Dun. Yeah. Instead of making Wayne Gretzky head yeah, coach, Wayne Gretzky general manager, Gretzky. Keith Gretzky is now the general you manager. You think they offered the job to Wayne? Wayne was like, nah. Wayne works for them. What? He's a. He's somewhere. He's a higher up somewhere. Like what know. outreach does he do? Well, maybe he just does nothing and gets paid. 
I feel like that's it. He used to be the coach of the Coyotes. Yeah. He was shit there. Yeah, but I, mean, bad I feel coach. like he just does nothing and gets paid. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's him and Messier. And then he just shows up sometimes to, like, signings. A ton of, like, the ghosts like, do that. Tim Duncan does that with the Spurs. He's I mean, just, his, like, around. They pay him. His bar is in Toronto. Yeah, but that's got nothing to do with his affiliation the to the Oilers. I know, but his bar's on the other side of the country. And, well, because that's the biggest city in Canada. That's why it's there. That's true. So, shake up in the Pacific Division for the, for the NHL with the Oilers in their last gasp of trying to claim a playoff spot. Just do anything. They're really hoping. I think their their goal here is to play McDavid, um, fifty five minutes a game here down the stretch, and hope he can put up points that are Gretzky esque and drag Edmonton kicking and screaming Jesus. into the playoffs. Or even Ovechkin esque, like no, Ovechkin esque wouldn't be enough. No, McDavid puts up Ovechkin esque numbers already, you and it's that? not enough. Yeah, yeah it's it's. Just, if he was on a better team, McDavid would be the MVP this year, just because on skill alone. You see, Ovi's already uh, passed the most points by a Russian-born player in the NHL. Yeah, he passed ever. Sergei Fedorov on Good the God, game against. Really? Uh, I think it was against Toronto. It was either Toronto or San Jose. It was it was, yeah, it was that game. Yeah, he scored a goal in the first period. He took a, a ripper, a fucking clapper from above the circles. And beat the yeah, goalie clean. I, it was nasty. Did you see it? I did. I did. He's the purest Russian-born scorer we've ever seen. Passing Fedorov is no small task. No, everybody expected him to be good coming into this league. Whether or not passing Fedorov was really a a marker, I don't know. But he's gonna blow Fedorov out of the water. Yeah, he, he no, might surpass him by 150 goals. He's got how many years? He might catch Gretzky. I don't think. Uh, maybe in goals. In goals, yeah. Yeah, that's about it. But if you can catch Gretzky in anything, really, yeah, that's fair. That's just but no that's one's something ever else. Be Gretzky. No, nobody can be Gretzky. It's not going to be there. That's like we always say it's impossible, but Gretzky did it. Yeah, like, like it's we like, talk about how crazy it is that it like the numbers he put up, but he put them up. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. there was a time in this league when Gretzky was putting up two hundred points a season. Yeah, yeah, it's stupid numbers. Like that. And the only have been the only guy that's come close to that in a single season was Lemieux. He had one hundred ninety nine. Yeah, and everybody said, "Oh, he was the next Gretzky," but no, he wasn't because there was no other Gretzky. No, it's just Gretzky. Yeah, no, no one can be uttered in the same breath. So, Ed- Edmonton fans, if you're listening, you're welcome because we're the reason why your general manager got fired. And uh, if you're the general manager, don't don't take it personal, buddy. No, take it personal. You're really bad at your job. <laughs> I feel Good bad. Job, you're man. the worst general manager in NHL history. We yeah. did it, guys. That's true. So but you don't have to say it. No, I'm saying. It. Okay. He's single-handedly messed up like two organizations. Yeah, the Bruins, right? Yeah, but somehow, the, but the he didn't trade Krejci from the Bruins or Chara, so they kept their main pieces together. But he traded away Sagan, which for two, three Imagine years he traded Chara, <laughs> like a one-for-one trade. Well, he traded Kessel and Sagan. Kessel, Kessel was a bad. Kessel's one. worse than Sagan. Sagan's and Kessel's still a great player. Sagan's was a, was Crosby-esque at yeah. at one point. Still is, really. He still puts up 40 goals a year consistently. He's Yeah, they're all ridiculous. Yeah. They probably wouldn't be able to re-sign him because there is no cap space up there really in Boston, but you still would have had him for those two, three seasons before you had to get rid of him. So, Peter Shirelli, sorry. Edmonton fans, you're welcome. I expect my parade in the spring. Uh, we will be there. Yeah. 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 Just send us a plane. Yeah. Or buy us Looking at you, McDavid. Yeah, Connor. Yeah. You got money. 
Lots of it. Ten point five a year. Yeah, why don't you just That's not that good of a contract either. No, that's that's a big contract. Yeah. Like how many years? Ten? Yeah. It's a big contract. And he gives uh the guy who's second banana to uh McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, eight point five a year. That's they, two huge contracts yeah, taking no up a lot left. of space. They have no money left. Yeah, it's going to be the same situation they have in uh, oh what in uh, Chicago. That it's not going to be fun. No. It's, so that's just the cap. I hate the cap. It's a hard cap too. It's not like no. It's not. It's like, not like the NBA where you can go over it and pay a luxury tax. Exactly. It's like if you go over it, you pay fines to every team yeah. in the league. Well, you can't go over it. Yeah. You, you can't try as you might. The NHL says no, that player has to stay here wherever he was before. So let's move to the NBA. And what do you want to start with? Let's start with Oladipo, because I know we're going to want to talk about Harden. Yeah, Oladipo macked up by his own by his own body. Uh, he tore his quad tendon. Mm-hmm. In, his knee. in his knee. Very rare injury. Yeah, I've never seen this one before. I thought he just... The way it looked, I thought he dislocated his knee. It happened to uh, Tony Parker a few years ago. Did it? Remember. Yeah, I remember, like, uh, it was in the playoffs against the, the Rockets. And he I was, don't... like, uh, it was the same injury that Kawhi had. So, and, and he was probably able to come back. Wait, Kawhi had it or Tony Parker had it? Uh, no, Tony Parker had it, but uh, it was around the, it was, like, the same type of injury in the, in, like, you know, the quad area. Yeah, yeah. The only difference is, Well, once you, you know, start getting involved with, Injuries to that knee, you're talking about career altering. Mm-hmm. And if um, if Oladipo can come back at full strength from this, it'd be great because he was the only reason. I wouldn't say he's the only reason, but he's the biggest reason why the Pacers were talking about contending this year in the East. Mm-hmm. But I expect a major fall off from them. They might miss the playoffs now. Yeah, and he's expected to miss nine months. Yeah, or, like he's going to be out for nine months off his feet for nine months. That that's not even counting rehab time. So there's talk he might not even be, be on the court till opening, opening day 2020. 20. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. which is that's a blow of, and a half for the yeah, Pacers. No. I mean, if you look at the video, his leg went the other way. Yeah, it was, I, yeah. It was disgusting. He was trying to have a chase down block, and Hope his got, knee just gave out. Did you guys hear the video too? The audio, it's like horrible. Him screaming. Yeah, they're trying yeah. to pick him up, and he's like, ah, nope, n- nope, yeah. and he starts screaming. Yeah. And they got the doctor out there. The doctor put the towel over his knee. That's, when I saw that, that's why I thought he just popped his knee out. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, the doctor probably shot him up with something so he could get off the court. Yeah. As soon as you saw that towel, though, you knew something bad. Yeah, happened. you knew. Yeah, it's it's sad to see, but you know, we, we wish Victor Oladipo the best. Hope for recovery mm-hmm. to be perfect and mm-hmm. he gets back at full strength here because he's. He made the Pacers contenders contenders in the East. Whether or not that means a contender in the NBA, who knows? Because mm-hmm. the West is the more dominant conference. But all the best to uh, to Victor Oladipo. And this is courtesy of TSN. Mc- Connor McDavid said had no comment today on the Shirelli firing, and says there's no tor- turmoil in the locker room. I don't believe that. I don't. Bl- I believe that. I don't believe the turmoil was in the <clears throat> locker room. <laughs> I believe it was in the front office. <laughs> I also feel like they wouldn't care if their GM got fired. I think McDavid does just because he's there for so long and he's seen all these bad moves happening. He's like, whoa, whoa, what, 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 what did I just sign on for? Why, why haven't the owners fired him yet? And now his GM's gone. He's like, thank God. Yeah, uh, it's got to be. There's got to be a sigh of relief coming from Connor McDavid. Any comments from him yet on that? Or no, he was at. Um, all-Star Game Media Day, and he said no comment on the Shirelli firing. I said there's oh, no yeah. problem in the locker room. Oh. Any comment from Shirelli yet? 
Shirelli uh, was not available for anything after oh, wow. they haven't interviewed him. So, he, so we're I probably not going to hear from him until he gets some job lower in some organization somewhere. I assume he's locked himself in his bedroom and he's eating massive amounts of ice cream. Usually after this, he gets... There's so many connections usually made between general managers and other general managers in the NHL that he becomes like a scout somewhere. Oh, he's going to end up on the Devils. Because <laughs> the connection he has with hey, RGM. Hey, remember hey what thank I you for making Taylor our team Hall? good. You wanna... can, I, can I have a job? Yeah, please. <laughs> like, please? Yes. Come on. I have nowhere else to bone. go. Do you want to help me? <laughs> I just I just traded you Taylor Hall for Adam. Remember that? Adam Larson? Remember that? Good times. Remember how bad Adam Larson was when you traded him to me? He was our best defenseman. Yeah, but he wasn't that good. He was a fourth overall pick. He wasn't Taylor Hall good. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> he was supposed to be an offensive defenseman. He just turned into, like, another Andy Green. Which is not what they Which wanted. is sad. Yeah. That, I remember that day. That day was ridiculous. You had Steven Stamkos signing his seven-year extension. You had uh, Steven, uh, This is after Steven Stamkos said, I'm going to test free agency, and then just re-signed. You had P.K. Zubon getting traded to Nashville for oh, Shea that Weber. Was hysterical. And then you had Adam Larson getting traded one front for Taylor Hall. The craziest day in that NHL transactions. was the same season we picked up Devontae, right? I feel like he... Am I, it, it, Devontae came later, but he was the same yeah, season. Yeah, that March, yeah. Because we were making jokes about how the Habs were selling off all of their... their black guys, because they were. First players. P.K. Zubon, and then Devontae Yeah, that was Devontae all of their black players. And then when they confronted the GM about it, like, GM's like, what, what, no, what are you talking about? It's just because it was a culture change in the locker room. Culture change? Cool, yeah. Sir. <laughs> Stop being racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. so um, um, let's. Uh, how do we get from Oladipo to here? Uh, you you brought up. Connor I brought McDavid. McDavid that's right. Let's go to James Harden. Oh, James Harden, the my beard. boy, the beard has been tearing it up in the league. He right lit now. the Knicks up last night, even though Ridiculous. they barely beat the Knicks. Ridiculously. You want to talk about PJ no Tucker a little bit too? Sidebar. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But let's talk about the just the utter dominance on offense that James Harden has had. This is. Again, this we, is how how many games straight over thirty points now? Now it's I think 21, 21 or twenty two. Twenty. I think it's twenty one games over thirty points. It's at That's the point insane. That he's averaging forty plus for the month of January, which is astounding. Yeah, that. Well, that's Kobe shit. Yeah, or you know Chamberlain shit. He played. Four, uh, whoa, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Right, just because Chamberlain did a season where he averaged fifty points. All right. And uh, season. I think I think uh, James Harden is still behind. Uh, Jordan, not Jordan, uh, behind Chamberlain for fifty-point games. I still think he's like ninety-something behind him. Oh yes, he is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right, he just make it short. He can hit it. <laughs> you don't believe me? All, all next season has to be fifty points. It's fine. <coughs> That's light work for James. And the 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 worst part about this is he played forty minutes last night. Yeah, he's yeah. going to be burned out before the playoffs come. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Dude, he's a beast. No, man, he's an animal. This happens every year with him, and it happens. It's going to happen every year now because Chris Paul's injury prone as hell. James Harden's got to do it in the playoffs. This doesn't mean anything. Yeah, if he can't do it again in the playoffs, what does this mean? If he like he has to be putting up forty a game in the playoffs and winning. Too. Well, no. He's Otherwise, what's up, the point? He's gonna put up fifty a game in the playoffs, and then hit the rest of his team's just gonna fall apart and not not be able to you defend think they, another team. The they Cavs. can't defend now. I know. They're the Cavs of the West. Have no. the Cavs won their tenth game yet? They're not the Cavs of the West. I mean, Whoa. last year's Cavs. Oh, okay, last year's Cavs. what I mean. No, it's, it's hard I don't think I don't think Harden's off. like LeBron. The Cavs still have yet to you win ten games. Harden's different. Harden is a pure scorer. 
I don't know about LeBron that. LeBron plays defense. All, all James Harden does is shoot. Okay, yeah, but James Harden gets like triple doubles all the time and like double digit assists. He's yeah, but a great playmaker. He runs that team's offense. It hasn't happened since he's since he's been doing this fifty point thing. No, he's still dude. He's averaging like forty two, eight, and seven. Yeah, he he's not putting up as many. Last night he did sixty one, four, and something. Still, he had five steals. Yeah, he didn't have a lot. Yeah, of... he only had five steals. Right, it's only look at LeBron. Five steals. That's a lot for him because he doesn't play defense. Bro, no one gets five steals a game. Who does like? Who does? You're that? acting like he's averaging it. No, I know, but he's averaging like two steals a game still. But two point yeah, one, yeah. He's only doing like four assists. This year a he's game. averaging thirty six. Thirty six points. Yes. Uh, assists. He's averaging eight. Eight point okay, three. Yeah. And rebounds. He's averaging six. That's six insane. Points. That is insane. I, I think mean, that's the second highest. I mean, it kind of. I'm not gonna lie to you. It kind of wore off after I saw Russell Westbrook average a triple double in the season. That yeah. was wild. Kind of wore off. The triple double effect. Yeah, there's a lot of fatigue, especially with Ben Simmons, Jokic doing it every other night. Yeah. Well, the triple double used to be harder to get. Nowadays, it's like. Yeah, it's the pace is okay. so much faster. James Harden shot twenty threes last night. He only made five of them. Want to see how many free throws yeah, he shot? He put up. Yeah, I know. He shot fifteen points. free throws. He shot fifteen free throws. He made fifteen. How many did he shoot? Give me a second. Because it's, it's he went seventeen for thirty eight from the field. Oh my god, that's <laughs> just ridiculous. That's but that's why he's putting up all these points. He's taking half the team's shots. Yeah, he's more. taking all these shots because there's nobody else. And yeah. once he gets the ball, he's not giving it up. I feel bad because Capella's out. They have no rebounding on that team anymore. And we were just talking about all the boards. That's why I said James Harden, Harden should request a trade. This... Just be fed up with all this bullshit. Trade me. You want to know? Trade me to a team where I can at least have a chance to win. I forget who I was talking to, but I would think I was saying it's sad that James Harden's going to go down as one of the best players in history to not get a ring. You don't well, know. We don't unless, know that. Yet. Unless know he gets that. traded so to young. another team. Or unless the Rockets let... trade for somebody. Yeah, unless right. they get help. But the Rockets are just not good enough to right. win a, a championship. No, they, it's because of the Warriors. Huh? He has a good eight the, years. And the Lakers. They can't, the Lakers. They can't be exactly. They're like the fourth best team in the West. Yeah. So it's, When LeBron's healthy. When LeBron's not healthy, they're the third best. It's hard. They can't do it. So it's it's sad. He's really good. But unless he can leave the Rockets and go to an actual team. Like if he went to like L.A., He's never going to leave the Rockets. He's on. Why not? He's, he's signed for six years, bro. He has the Supermax contract. Is he signed for six years? Yes. Because I believe last episode we looked it up and he only has two years left on his contract. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I, he's only I, got, like, I don't believe left. that. I think so, John. Look it up. I, mean, I remember But Claire if he could saying, go to the Lakers? He won't go to the Lakers. Why wouldn't bro. he go to the Lakers? He why doesn't not? want to team up with LeBron. LeBron doesn't want to team up with Harden. That's. Pretty clear. Oh, but uh, why is that clear? That's he would have gone to Houston otherwise. Houston didn't have the room with Chris Paul there. They could have. They could have made a room. They would have made room if LeBron says, "I will come to your team." You move heaven and earth to LeBron get LeBron on your team. LeBron also wanted to go to the Lakers because he likes LA better. Yes, but it's not easy to move heaven and earth. Yes, but you can if it's LeBron. Not right. not when but Clint Capel has a no trade clause. But he if didn't until they says, signed him. Oh, John. Yeah. If Harden says, "Hey, LA." I'm thinking about coming to your team. What do you think? LA is going to move some shit around. Yeah. So that he can come. Everyone will be gone. Okay, yeah. yeah. Harden signed through 20. Yeah, 22, 23. Yeah. So that's a few more years. That's like four more years, no? I would trade him because he's going to leave anyway. They're not going to win anything. Trade him for picks. They're not going to. You don't. Listen. You don't. If you have a superstar, a top three player in his prime, you do not trade them for picks, even if you're not going to win. Why not? If you're a top three seed. 
that's literally all you can hope for. Any given series, you can hope like that the like the wave turns. There's always an upset that could happen. They yeah, could win if the Warriors get injured. The Rockets. That's could a make huge a run. if. Yes, and you I'm would saying, need so many people to get injured. But you don't. You, you can't just blow it up on the off chance that. Right, but if Harden could go to a team like the Lakers or like the Warriors or even like the Sixers at this point, because the Sixers are starting to look really good. If he could go to a team where he's got some help, it'd be deadly. If he could put up 50 points a night, so say he goes to the Lakers, right? He goes to the Lakers, LeBron's there. LeBron's on one line. Harden's on the other one. The other team Why are you is, calling it lines? I don't know, because I don't know what it's called. What, what would you call it? Like, they'd both start. Yeah. yeah. The rotations. There you go, rotations. Right, so LeBron's out there, and then Harden comes out. So the team's going, okay, thank God LeBron's off the court. And then Harden comes out. And then this, like, is, this, is, this is the exact conversation we had last episode. Yeah. About that. But was it about Harden? It was about somebody else. I think. Yeah, it was when LeBron goes off the court. Go, oh, no, no, it was when LeBron goes off the court and KD comes yep, on the court. KD. <laughs> so it's the same thought. Same thought process. Now we got Harden on the team. Now we have some help for LeBron. Now we have... I think I think LeBron would love to play with James Harden. I think so, yeah, too. Of course, I think LeBron would love to play with anybody that would help him win the championship. Yeah, but I think they're going to get go and for with LeBron Davis. getting older and more injury prone, having another superstar on the team along with all those other players that are on there that are actually pretty decent. And the Lakers defense is somewhat decent. Listen, it's not a question that James Harden's like one of the top 3 players in the league and anyone will want to sign him. Any team, any team, no matter LeBron of course would want to have a top 5 player on his team. No shit. But the whole what I'm saying is that James Harden and Houston are like linked. They made him the star that he is today. They gave him that chance to become right, the that's that NBA. means nothing to basketball players. Yeah, yeah. not anymore. Not after they, KD they gave left him that Thunder money, City. though. They gave him that money. They can, that's can, all you can do. They can just say, "Hey, this team, you pay him that money. Give us, give us your next four first round draft picks. You give him that money." Why, like, why are you trading for like a bunch of first round draft picks who will never sniff the like being a player as good as James it's, Harden? It's not about winning right now because he can't. Yeah. You can't with James Harden. Just the Warriors James Harden. have one more year left. Probably. It's not just the Warriors. Okay, the Warriors are gone. Great. Yeah. The, who the Lakers? The Lakers going to get one of those players from the Warriors. They're going to get one. Clay. Let's say they get Clay. Yeah, but that team's better than the Rockets. Okay, but you and can't then, just give it up. And then oh shit! What about Oklahoma City? Yeah. Paul George and Russell Wilson. Better what, Russell Westbrook. I always do that. Better than Chris Paul and James Harden. The Rockets went to Game Seven against the Warriors last year. You can't convince me that they're still not that good. They choked too. It was James Harden choking they in got the big game without Chris Paul in Game Seven. If they have if they have Chris Paul and he's healthy, then I think it changes everything. But that's the thing. It's a huge if if he stays healthy. And I just think that if I'm the, if I'm the front off if I'm any team in the West and I'm in front office, I'm cutting my losses. If I'm Utah, Donovan Mitchell's young enough that it wouldn't be here. I would say any asset over the age of 30, we're going to move because we can't win the championship right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can't. Not with, not with Golden State there. Not with the Lakers there and LeBron. But let's say let's say the Lakers offer you this trade for James Harden. Mm-hmm. Now, Brandon Ingram, uh, Lonzo, and three firsts. Harden. Yes. They don't do it. Who doesn't? Houston doesn't do it. Why? They don't. Look, one, because James Harden is a top five player in the league. What don't you get about that? They don't like Lonzo like that. No one right, else but is... they don't want what to happen to Cleveland after LeBron left or 
OKC after KD they have left. They Harden for four more years. They don't oh, have to worry about this right now. That's not that long, John. That is a long time. That's a couple years. That's a whole... Listen, man. That's a whole four years. Let's you say you don't make the playoffs that? next year. Four let's years say you don't ago, make the LeBron playoffs this Cleveland. year. Harden can't beat LeBron. You don't Let, know? Let's say Golden State goes away. Harden can't beat LeBron. You Harden can't that. beat playoff LeBron. You don't know that. I do know that. Harden can't beat playoff LeBron. Playoff but, LeBron can beat the Warriors. Like the Rockets. Once. He still did. And they had Kyrie. He still did it. Listen, I just want to propose. I like. I listened to your trade idea. Hear me out for this. I don't think the Rockets should be looking at trading Harden. You should be looking at the other old man point guard who they gave 150 million in the off season, Chris Paul. Here's my proposition. Chris Paul's 33. The Rockets, 33. Yeah, the Rockets. Sh- I don't know how many first round picks that, of their own that they own. Sell the farm until 2023, however many picks you have until James Harden leaves you, and get Chris Paul out of there. Get cap room and sign one of these next free agents. Kawhi, Anthony Davis, or Giannis in 2020. Giannis doesn't leave in Milwaukee. You have to get a star that is at least younger. And, you know, I mean, you know, obviously the Chris Paul-James Harden experiment worked last year, but the thing is... Chris Paul is too injury prone. You need a star that'll better complement him, and will you know be durable and can actually take the burden off of Harden when he, you know, he can't do it every night. I mean, he's putting up forty a game now, but how long is that going to last until his legs, you know, start to give out on him? Bingo. Exactly. Who Harden? Yes. That's why you trade him now. His value's high. You can't. Yeah, Sell starts, high, buy low. Once he starts. Why can't you hurt? trade a top five player? The Spurs did it with Kawhi. Because they're the relationship was done it was ir- irreparable the relationship wasn't done until the spurs said the relationship was done no because Kawhi inj- could have said i'm requesting a trade and the spurs said could have said that's cool we're not trading you the injury situation was mismanaged and Kawhi and his uncle i don't know if you followed that their pr team made it like a living hell for the spurs and at that point it was just becoming like toxic in the locker room the best thing you can do right but is how long is harden going to want to stay on the rockets I think when he's not winning. I think why would you want to stay there and right, lose? They are winning right now. I don't get that though. No, and but they're, they're, they're not winning. Winning yeah. in the regular season means nothing. When I think they're not they winning still in, the win in the playoffs. It means nothing when they're staring down the barrel at Boogie, KD, Clay, Steph, and Draymond. It means nothing. I think you listen to like you do my proposal, move on from Chris Paul, and then seriously look in the pairing. Harden with some other star or even some better role players. Right, but let's say next year after all these. Draft picks or all these free agents are gone, and the Rockets don't pick up any of them, or they pick up one. Right? You're, you're saying that if the Rockets don't have cap room, you don't think they'd pick up anyone. You're the banking Rockets... a you're banking a lot on somebody choosing to play with a James Harden over like a KD or a LeBron, exactly. or even James, a Steph Curry. James and Harden if, and if any of the play. he's in that same tier though, so it's, I feel like I think he definitely gets someone. Yeah, but James Harden doesn't win; the other guys win, and that usually means a lot. Yeah, LeBron's won. James Harden. The Warriors doesn't... have won. I feel like James Harden, when you analyze his career, a lot of he doesn't get a lot of credit because of many of the teams where you know he supposedly choked or like collapsed in the playoffs, the amount of uh, scoring load and offensive like burden that he was carrying for those teams, it's He's almost carrying it like, right now. Yeah, and and right now it's almost as if he had so much pressure on him. Of course, he was going to give out at some point. You saw this uh, a few years ago, like uh, the year before the Rockets got Chris Paul. When uh he had that awful game against Kawhi and the Spurs and he collapsed, 
That's because he was play, averaging like 40 minutes a game as the main scoring option. Right. And but other, other, but wait, that. wait. But then if you're James Harden, why would you want to continue to go through that? Why wouldn't you just say trade me? I understand that, but... You understand it, but you don't want to accept the fact that he could leave. I I do. It's just, I feel like it's a king's ransom that would be have to have like that would have to be sent for him. Seen it. We've seen it before in other sports. In his prime, though, like like a pro, like you don't really like the Kawhi trades one thing, but he had one year on his contract. It is very rare that you see a player with top like a top five player in the league with that much. Uh, time left on his contract be traded. Right, but say Harden especially comes the reigning out. MVP. Especially say, the reigning MVP. Say Harden comes out. Yeah. And says, "Listen, I want to leave. Mm-hmm. I want you to trade me." And they say, "We're not going to." And he says, "Okay, I'm not putting up 50 points a game." I'm anymore. not playing. Yeah. He could have done what Kawhi did. Said, mm-hmm. "I'm not playing." Yeah. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not being your golden boy in case I get hurt. And now I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not here wasting myself over nothing. When exactly. I see. When I see. When I see the. Warriors going out and getting KD and Boogie, and you're here sticking me with 33-year-old Chris Paul. Why should I waste my time and effort over that? Exactly. And he says, okay, you don't want to trade me with West. Trade me these. I mean, the more I like, I, t- I listen to what you guys are saying, you got to think about all the potential things that could be frustrating him. What is going on Harden, on in Harden's mind when he looks at Houston letting Trevor Ariza, Ma'amut, and then... Giving Chris Paul at 32 years old a five-year max. Exactly. What, what are saying. you doing? So he's going to get fed million. up. Not long from now, and I he's going to go trade me to any other team. Trade me to the 76ers if you don't want to trade me somewhere in the West. Because you don't want to, you know, un- unfairly balance the other teams that you're going to be playing more often in the season against you. Can I trade say me, what I think? Trade that? me to the Nets because the Nets are hot right now. Can I say what I think? That I don't think he would go to a team such as the Sixers. I think it's going to be to like one of those younger up-and-coming teams. Like you said, the Nets. Exactly. Yeah. Like that. Give me the Nets. The Sixers are still up-and-coming. That would be more incentive for Houston to take it. Yeah. It'd be yeah. a higher draft pick. Mm-hmm. That and also because it's out of conference. Also, I don't think the Nets would do it because it might involve Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie for James Harden on four years. I think it's Dinwiddie fair. Dinwiddie in three picks. It would take two or three picks because if I'm James Harden, I don't want to go through this. Yeah, uh, if I'm James Harden, I don't want to – like, I love the city. I love the team, but you're not giving me any help, and I can't do this all by myself. He'd, I think he'd love to play with LeBron. I think he would too, but at the same time, you got to remember, if we're talking about trades here, are the Rockets going to want to give him to L.A.? No, I know you no could, it would take a lot. I know, I it know would take would, a lot because th- there a is lot. a price on everything. Yeah. There is a price. But I'm just saying, like, if you're the Rockets, you're not going to want to give your best player to another team in the West. You would give him to the East. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You give him to someone like the Nets. And you're the also, Sixers. if you're also, you're also more willing to give him up if you're just saying, this is it. We're not going to compete for the next four or five years. You that take too. Him. That too. If, if you trade him for draft picks and you say, we're going to put our money in the future. It's like a Clippers Blake Griffin type move, like you know, like uh, with that much room on the contract. Yeah. Yeah. It's possible, John. That's all we're saying. It's possible yeah. James Harden is going to say, "All right, listen, I'm fed up." You know, what we're not considering Toronto. For James, Harden? I thought that. I feel like James Harden would fit him really good at Toronto. It, it would take Lowry, and I don't think what? I don't think the Raptors would do it. I think the Rap- Raptors would want a commitment from Kawhi, staying mm-hmm. before they pull the trigger on trading for Harden. I think what's but more... if they could get Harden in Toronto. We wouldn't be talking about Toronto like they're not a team, no. like like they're not a team that could beat 
the Warriors. You know, uh, it's good that we're actually uh, talking about this right now, though, because uh, as we all know, the trade deadline's coming up. Yeah. And uh, we saw the news coming out this week that uh, Memphis is looking to, to finally move, move on. Mike Conley and uh, Marcus Gasol. Yep. And uh, well, at least with Mike Conley, we see the the like the news changing slightly with the uh, the news that uh, Victor Oladipo is done for the season. There was talk of Mike Conley being traded to the Pacers possibly and you know, having a duo of him and Oladipo. But now, as we all know what Oladipo done, that changes everything. So yeah. it's to be determined whatever happens with Mike Conley. But I find it interesting that we're talking about all these trades, uh, you know, with the trade deadline approaching. Any other potential trades you guys see happening? Maybe one with Bradley Beal? Uh, I, I got to assume... Where's Washington currently sit in the standings? Uh, not entirely sure. You want to bring that up on the screen? If they're yeah. in fighting distance of that 7 or 6 seed, which, I listen, if I'm an NBA team and I'm a 4 seed or down, I don't even know why I'm thinking about competing this season. Yep. Or any season, for that matter. It's really, you're not yeah. going to win. There, there really are no tough. upsets in the NBA. Wizards are 10th, currently two games out of a playoff spot. I would move either Beal... You can't move Wall now that he's hurt. Mm-hmm. So Beal's the guy, and who could trade for a Bradley Beal? I think Toronto. I think yeah. It's, I think it's a good move for them, because unlike with a star like James Harden, who demands like a King Ram- King's Ransom, with Bradley Beal, I feel like maybe a n- you give a first-round pick, you give maybe, I don't want to give up Siaka, maybe that guy no. OG Anubi, uh, their first-rounder from last year, who's I'm referring to. Who could... Who could- be a legitimate it'd be a team I feel like it feels like they can win now or sneak out and do something sneak up and do something uh, the if the Sixers wouldn't have traded for Jimmy Butler I'd say Sixers yeah definitely uh, what about a Lakers that's what I was gonna say I feel I the only thing that I feel stops the Lakers from doing that is Magic Johnson really has LeBron I'm pretty sure convinced that Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, all these big free agents are, cl- are knocking on their door trying to get there. I don't know if they're going to get them. And so I feel like that makes them hesitant to, like, you know, I think the Lakers on, like, a Bradley Beal I think trade. Clay, KD, or Anthony Davis are going to be there. You think it's a given they get at least one of those? Yeah. Them? Yeah, I, I think. Most likely right now, after this season, I'd say Clay. That's who you think the most? Yeah. Like, really? Clay's, Clay's tearing it up right now. Oh, Clay, yeah, Clay would do very, very well on that. Very team. impressive. Uh,. Does Bradley Beal have a max? Uh, I I want to say I know Otto Porter for sure has the max. Because if Beal doesn't, that would make him very interesting trade bait. I think they have him on a good contract. I I am not a hundred percent sure. All I know is they have a ton of money tied up in those three. Five especially. year, hundred twenty seven million. That yeah. is a max. It's just like the max for yeah. a few years. And it's ago. going up in the next two years. He's making twenty five this year, twenty seven the year after, and twenty eight the year after. But Beal's a movable target. Uh, I don't think. You're going to see anybody get moved from Indiana, even though they lost Oladipo for the season. I think they're really going to be... This might be good for Pacers. Let's say they fall out of a playoff spot and have a top 10 pick. Yeah, honestly, the way I actually had an interesting proposition for what I think the, the direction they can go with their season. Because, you know, Oladipo gone for, uh, give or take, nine months, they were saying, right? Yeah. yeah. So, basically, you're in a similar, a similar situation to the Knicks uh, of last year. Where, I mean, the Pacers are definitely doing better than the Knicks were at last year, but you have a superstar who goes down with a terrible injury. The next nine months, you know you're not going to be able to sniff the playoffs no matter what. And so I feel that they should take this time. 
many of their current uh, roster, their expiring contracts. And so I think in this next, uh, you do your best tank for the next uh, few months for this season, yeah. and then in the next uh, off season, you let those guys go. You get you let those guys go, and you throw away the next season. You tank. Then you have another top five, like a top five pick in the 2020 draft. Then you have Oladipo returning, and plenty of cap room. You never know who's a free agent. Then maybe Anthony Davis is still a free agent. You never know what's gonna who's gonna be a free agent. So uh, the Knicks announced today they were gonna be willing to put some players on their block. Uh, Tim, Hard- Tim Hardaway Jr. and Courtney Lee and Enos Cantor are on the trade block. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen... Uh, Courtney Lee could be a big move for a team looking to... Uh, he's one year left on his contract. Uh, he hasn't played in 10 games, 10 straight games this year yet. But a team that really feels like they're on the verge of contending... Man, I, I, if LeBron was in, I would say the Lakers. Listen, but any, any playoff team should be looking OK, for Courtney Lee. OKC? He would be amazing for them. He's a great three-point shooter, a great defender... Perfect fit in their system. I would love it if he went there. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, yeah, he's he's in the second year of a four-year contract. You know what's interesting that I heard? I don't actually know if this is still going on, but this is like a rumor like around a week ago when the Mavs rumors about Dennis Jr. were still heating up. But I heard talk of a, like a swap. Frank? Uh, Natalikina? Yeah. Him and uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. for uh, Dennis Smith Jr. and Wesley Matthews. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think it's a wise move to give up on Frank. And also, I don't yeah, see why he, Dallas would want Tim Hardaway season, Jr. Yeah. yeah. It's both of their second season. I don't know why Dallas would give up on Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah, either. He had, a, he had a solid year last year, Dennis yeah. Smith Jr. Uh, I suppose there's like arguments about a fit with Luka, but... I think you make it work. They're young. You got Luka, Luka Doncic is going to be something real special in this league. He's without a doubt. He's in a bit of a shooting some, slump recently. I have him on my fantasy he's team. He's a rookie, but. and it's gonna it's gonna come quick mm-hmm. next year. And you know, he's the guy. He's the team I'm really gonna look at when the Warriors regime is over. When late, when LeBron's retiring, when Harden's getting old, and when OKC is still a little bit around contending, but not. Mm-hmm. To the level they are now, really, it's gonna be who's gonna want to go to Dallas and play with Luka Doncic. You know what's crazy? Go go stuff. How old is Paul George? I feel like he's really young still. Surprisingly, in his twenties. Yeah, he's definitely like twenty six or twenty eight. One of those two. Uh, yeah, he's twenty eight. Twenty eight. Yeah. Turns so, third. Uh, twenty nine in May. He's gonna be thirty also, when he's out of his contract. It, like so, in a couple of years too. No matter what, whenever he's done with OKC, he can go to like one of those. Uh, Whatever team's up and coming, and he'll yeah. still be a good contributor. Yeah, his game will age good. James Harden's twenty nine. Yeah, Harden's getting old. That's why he doesn't want to stay at the Rockets because he's old, but he doesn't want to end up. He's going to come down to winning at some point. His beard's going to turn gray. Yeah, with stress. yeah he doesn't want to. No, he doesn't want to wash his career up at a team where he's putting up crazy points, but he's not winning any championships. You can put up as many points as you want in the regular season. If you don't bring home a ring at the end of the day, what's it for? I feel like that's know. less of a concern now in the NBA. I feel like what, people home put, a ring? I think it's more about your self image than it is winning a championship. Mm-hmm. That's stupid. I know. I th- it is. It should be it should be about it should, winning the end of the day it should be championships. Winning no the what. championship. I want to win the championship. That's why KD went to uh the Warriors. Yeah, I don't that's think that's why LeBron went to the Heat. That's yeah. why most of these that's guys That's why Chris Bosch went to the Heat. That's why a lot of these guys who move 
go to other teams. They're going they're, to they're, those teams specifically to win championships. I don't think I don't think Jimmy Butler's too concerned about winning championships. I don't think that um, it's that self entitlement. I don't thing. think Kyrie Irving's too concerned about winning championships because he's got one. The thing that yeah, but that's why because he already has one. The thing I don't get is you guys don't think that players like James Harden have that competitive drive in them that says I don't want to be the one teaming up with these guys. I don't want to be with Durant or LeBron. I want to be the guy beating them. At that point, it's, it's my your place ego. To yeah, there them. there are players that are gonna want to do that that do have that mentality. Like the Mamba mentality. But yeah. seeing that someone's already teamed up. That might get him thinking, I can take down this super team, this evil team in the NBA yeah. with just one other person. Like James Harden can go, me and LeBron can take down evil KD, Steph, and Clay. But what if they KD, collapse Steph, by themselves Clay, next Clay. year anyway? <laughs> that, that, team is, that team is just so stacked. You can't even you can't even just say three, three players. It's the entire team you have to play. I'm saying, like, as predictable as you might think it is, if the Warriors kind of disband next year, like, say the Lakers get Durant, you know, obviously the Lakers become the favorites to make the finals, but I feel like that top three, probably the Warriors, the Lakers, and the Rockets, it's anything could happen in the playoffs next year if that happens. I say OKC is better than the Rockets. I could see. I think OKC is better than the Rockets right now. Really? Yeah. I could see other. It's all James Harden. Yeah. It is all James Harden. There's I can no see depth. Other teams, well, other once players. they get healthy, though, you think John. that's going to stay like that? I think Harden's going to keep it up as long as they get healthy. How much is Chris Paul really going to make this up? Who else is injured? Chris Eric Paul and Clint Capella. Eric Gordon, Clint Capella. Eric and Gordon's injured. Eric Gordon yeah. played last night. Well, he's injured again. Oh. Yeah. So if you, look at, if you look at these teams, I could see players getting on free agency and going, "Okay, Houston's an option because they have Harden." And if players start moving. To Houston, then yeah, I could see James and saying, "Okay, I'm gonna stay here." If it comes down to a free agent saying, "I've weighed the options," Houston and LA are really—they're both basically the same team. I'd have the same fit on each team. You'd want to go LA. You want to really play in Houston over Los Angeles? No, like, come gonna, on. You're gonna want to play in LA. Come on. <laughs> he is. LA is also he, a nicer location. James Harden when I was driving is that, a yeah. legend in Houston. You know they have his name, his jersey retired in Houston strip clubs. So he's a yes. legend in that area. KD that, was that... just as big in OKC. LeBron was just as big in Cleveland. LeBron was Cleveland's hometown boy. James Harden also saves face by being traded and not just leaving. Exactly. And if that means that much to him. But, but LeBron left. And he, he went and he, to and he, Once I saw them peel down that stupid banner of LeBron on the side of that building in Cleveland, it made me think, oh, yep, any player can be traded. Any, any player can just leave. Yeah. What? There's no such the thing first as loyalty time, anymore. Look, the first time LeBron left... They burned his jersey in the streets. Yeah. And then he came back, and they were like, okay, we're cool with you now. And the second time he left, they thanked him. Yeah, they were like, okay, thank you very much. You, you want us. You, you came know. back. You did what you said you were going to do. Thank you. Thank you. Well, but, everyone... And then KD. KD left OKC because he felt he wanted to win a championship now and not wait until he was old. Mm-hmm. So he did it. He left. He won three. Right? It, or two. Two or three. Two. Two? This two, is yeah. third this year. So he won two. He's happy. Now he can move on after this year. If he does, if he wins another one, great. That's even more of a chance of him leaving. Because I have three rings now. Let me go to another team and win them with that. And just prove that it wasn't just all these other players that I'm playing with. Exactly. Cause, but at the same time, you got to check your ego at the door. If you want to win a championship... Which a lot of NBA players are not willing to do. They can't do it. But if you want to win a championship, you want to be that guy that everyone knows. Oh, <clears throat> when you whenever back in the day, when people would compare LeBron to Kobe... What was the argument always? 
How many rings does LeBron have? How many rings does Kobe have? Kobe's mm-hmm. got five. five. Kobe's got five. Jordan has six. Yeah, and LeBron didn't have as much. So that's why everyone would always say, Kobe's better because he has more rings. So if you want to be that player that people compare, you know, you to other players, and they say, well, this guy has X amount of rings. This guy has X amount of championships. He's won. You have to just accept the fact that you're not going to be the best player on the team. And mm-hmm. if you are the best player on the team, accept the fact that you're not going to be the only player on the team that's putting up points. That's why I think the Warriors did it right. They have Curry, you know, Clay, KD. They have all these players who are really good, but they're like, especially Curry and Clay. I think do it the best. They they accept that the other players on the team are also ridiculously good, mm-hmm. and they'll pass the ball and they'll play it like that. Like, I don't know about KD because I feel like KD is very egotistical with the way like just he's gonna be a lot less concerned about winning next time he's up in like free agency yeah I, I feel like next time he which he's knows. earned that right by winning yeah, yeah. which I, now now if he goes home to play in Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. I'd understand it now I could see him going to OKC too going back oh that, oh, that would see, be interesting I could see him going back just like LeBron did and saying I'm sorry I left let me win you a championship and we'll go on we'll oh when you brought up the mama mentality earlier about not wanting to play with somebody and not wanting to team up and wanting yeah. to do it all myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kobe wasn't complaining much when that ring was on his finger because of Shaq. Yeah, exactly. Kobe well, and Shaq were bro, friends. Bro, that was some bullshit because Kobe carried that team just as much as Shaq, and y'all know it. Yeah, but, yeah, but, we're not but without that. Shaq, that ring wouldn't be on his finger. Exactly. He might have was... had one of those three. He wouldn't have had all three from the Shaq days. That's not fair, though. He was drafted I'm... by the team. He was, like, he was a rookie on that team. He didn't choose to be there. What? Wait, what? Kobe didn't choose to be on the Lakers during that, so like he just happened to. It's not like. I mean, he chose to not be on Charlotte. He said, "Trade me." He didn't say trade me. No, they just traded for him. I thought Kobe said trade me from Charlotte. No, 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 no. The Lakers. Jerry West is just like, I like that kid. Get him. Vladdy Divac's the worst. Yeah. The yeah. worst. That that was the trade. It was Kobe for Vladdy Divac. He's just the no, worst. No. Oh yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Some real bullshit like that. Yeah, but like. Kobe knew how to be a team player. Ooh. I think he did. I think Kobe... No, 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 no. Kobe was a team player when it when, when there were W's and rings involved. Yeah. God forbid they were oh. losing, then it was the Antichrist. You know what? You know what? You know what? Maybe a <laughs> no, cool thing for us he loved the Lakers. And I like that sense of... Like, Pride in the team. He said he wouldn't play anywhere else. Yeah, exactly. I like that loyalty. Like, don't trade me. I like having my career here. But at the same time, when you see all these young guys coming up and they're like, okay, I'm on this team and I love this team, but I need to win a championship. Mm-hmm. Like Dirk did it. Dirk did it in Dallas, which was huge. Yeah, but yeah, I just, I feel bad for some of these, like I feel bad for Harden because he's put in a tough position. Houston Rockets gave him the spotlight to be good. Now I think he would have been good no matter what team he ended up on. Who? Oh. Harden, because yeah. he's he ridiculous. Was, he was okay on RK, OKC when he was there. He was exactly. sixth man of the year in OKC. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I feel like any team he was going to go to, he was going to be a superstar. Definitely. But he ended up at Houston. That's where he made his Name. claim to fame. Yeah. So now he has to feel bad because okay, if I leave Houston, I feel like I'm betraying the city, betraying the team, betraying the fans. But at the same time, Houston's not making it easy for him. They're not bringing the pieces to him. So he has to go to where the pieces are. Like, even if you brought in a couple, just 
good players, not you know superstar level players. Some good like Chris Paul, serviceable role players, yeah, but yeah. not Chris. Like someone who's actually going to play the whole fucking season. Well, Chris Paul would if he wasn't injured. Yeah. So like, get a second star like Bradley Beal. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, Smith. exactly. Like, like just just give him some help. If he has a little bit of no, <laughs> if he has a little bit of help, he'll do good. Like he could possibly win a championship if he had a couple more pieces, but he just doesn't have it. Let's. Wrap up the whole James Harden conversation because there's one more topic we have to get to. Yeah. And we're going to transition to the NFL. Yeah, we're talking about football. Yep. Did uh, you see? I just saw this today. There have been four quarterbacks from the AFC since 2003. Yeah. Going yeah. into the Super Bowl. Yeah. Do you yeah. know who they are? Mm-hmm. Uh, since 2003? Since yes. 2003. Not since 2002. No, since 2003. It's Joe Flacco, Ben Roethlisberger, Peyton Manning, and Tom Brady. Yes. Since yep. 2002, Rich Gannon. Yeah, Rich and then Gannon the rest of them. And then this, was... That's five since 02. <laughs> yeah. What team was Rich Gannon on? That's, Oakland. That's Oakland. So <laughs> they lost stupid. to Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. Jesus, really? Look, that is ridiculous. The fact that, and also Tom Brady's on there like eight times. Yeah, nine, nine times. <laughs> sorry, that's it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I, it's it's. Roethlisberger's on there like twice or three times. Three times. Uh, three or then four. Peyton's on there three. four or five times. Peyton's on there four. And then, and then you Flacco's got Flacco on there once, and then Rich Brady's the rest of it is just Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. I think that adds up to Tom it. Tom Brady yeah. is from 03 all the way up till now. He's just like well, his first Super Bowl was in 01, Brady. Yeah, I know, yeah. but from 03. Well, let's throw in the Rich Gannon thing from 01. It's been five quarterbacks. Yeah, which is. I still think it's ridiculous. crazy that he's playing the Rams again. My brother and I did this the other night from the NFC. Yeah, it's been. Uh, you've had Nick Foles. Nick Foles, Eli. Uh, I'm going in order. Nick Foles. Nick Foles. The year before that was Matt Ryan. Yep. Cam Newton. Yep. Russell Wilson twice. Yep. You've had Colin Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eli Manning. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers. Yep. You've had Drew Brees. Yeah. You've had uh, Kurt Warner. Mm-hmm. Eli Manning again. Yep. You've had Rex Grossman. Yeah. <laughs> You've had it's a lot more spread out. Yep. But in the AFC, it's like you've also had Matt Hasselbeck in there. Yeah, it's like we got like four quarterbacks that we like a lot, and they're really good. So they're going to be in the court. They're in the Super Bowl every year. Like, NFC is a revolving door. AFC, it's the Pats, Steelers, yeah, it's Pats, Steelers, and whatever team paid man Broncos was on. or Colts. Whenever. Yeah. So before we get to the whole Jimmy Haslam discussion, let's talk about uh, real quick. Cam Newton had surgery today on his shoulder. Oh, he did. Of course, I didn't he did. see that. Uh, again, there is no timetable set for his return. He could be back in as little as three months. He could be out all next season. It really depends on how he takes to the surgery. He could be out next season. Uh-huh. The safe route would be out next season. That, that would hurt Ron Rivera because I don't know if he would come back from that. Yeah. Also, uh, some more news. The, a- the Kansas City Chiefs father defensive coordinator earlier in the week, Bob Sutton, mm-hmm. and yep. today they hired former New York Giants defensive coordinator uh, Steve Spagnuolo. Really? Yeah. From uh, what year to Giants defense? Was like, is this like one of the good defensive he was, coordinators? He was, he was the coach during the 07 team. Oh, so He good. was also the defensive coordinator uh, the last Giants team that went to the playoffs. Right. Yeah, you guys are like more hardcore Giant fans than I am. He a good fit, you think? I, he's a good defensive coordinator. Uh, if he, he was a bad head coach. He was head coach of the Rams after – he had two stints with the Giants. Mm-hmm. He was head coach of the Rams after the, uh, the year after they won the Super Bowl in 07. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he had one more year in New York, then he went to the Rams. And it was just terrible. He was the interim head coach of the Giants last year after. Um, yeah, he was not good. After he was Bob the interim McAdoo coach? got fired. Yeah. Oh. After no. McAdoo got yeah, fired. Spaz. What's his last Spags. name? Spags. 
Spagnola. Yeah, Spag. He was almost so as bad. a as a DC though. Like he's uh, a good defensive he, coordinator, bad fits, head coach. Good that's why he was a bad head coach. And he's got, he looked at everything as in, defense. He'll fit in nice as the uh, defensive coordinator yes. of the Chiefs, in my in my opinion. Now let's talk about this article article uh, published by ESPN uh, by ESPN senior writer Seth Wickersham. Uh, it's about Jimmy Haslam. Owner mm-hmm. of the Cleveland Browns and one of the most unprofessional work environments in the league. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy Haslam bought the Browns back in 2012. He was a minority owner with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he thought, "This is easy. I can do this. I'm going to buy the Browns." So he bought the Browns. I mean, if you were going to buy a football team, why not? I, yeah. So he buys the Browns, and in this article, there are multiple reports of during staff meetings. Um, this is just a weird thing. Uh, I think this is a power move. Jimmy Haslam would be sitting there eating a hard-boiled egg. What? And there would just be shells from the egg all over the place. Good I feel like Lord. that's a, I own this bitch, I can do whatever I want here. Clean my shit up. Um, then we move to late October, where <laughs> Jimmy Haslam, <laughs> there was a whole meeting that, that with the staff... Saying that this we're hiring the right people, this that the other thing, and a person that worked for the Cleveland Browns went on Twitter and looked up hashtag DP for dog pound, presumably. Uh, something else came up, and there was porn playing, hardcore porn playing. Oh God! On the projector during this meeting for about twenty minutes. Now, do you think that's because he started watching it and then someone was like, "Let's change this," and then he was like, "No, no." I don't know. Minutes. I, but if it's so Cleveland Browns, it hurts. You know, it's pretty Cleveland Browns. The Jimmy uh, after Hugh Jackson was fired by the, Jimmy. Haslam. That's next. Yeah, okay. that's next on this list. After forty games in three years, uh, Hugh Jackson went three thirty six and one. Total perfect grounds to fire a head coach. Mm-hmm. You have won mm-hmm. three games in three years. Okay, and this is how the conversation between the two went. Jackson. Uh, Jimmy Haslam went into Hugh Jackson's office, said you're being fired. Hugh Jackson asked why. Dorsey, uh, Jim uh, Dorsey, who is the general manager, said uh, was with Haslam, and he said the team quit on you. And at the time, the Browns were four and eight, uh, had had four of the eight games they played go to overtime. And Hugh Jackson, after being fired, replied with, "Get the fuck out of my office." Savage, all the way. It would have been savage if they hadn't yeah. fired him yet. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> what would have been savage is if he said, "Get the fuck out of my office," and they went fair and then didn't fire him. <laughs> oh, understandable. Have a nice day. So, sorry Maybe about that. That's our bad. That's a, uh, our mistake. I don't know why we we decided this. This was foolish. And just imagine that Jimmy one, Haslam was so uncomfortable. One more decision made. One more decision made off a very questionable tactic in choosing what personnel you want to put on the field the next season. Uh, the 2014 NFL draft, the Browns notoriously drafted Johnny Menzel. Uh-huh, Johnny Football. And there was a meeting, and they met with all the quarterback prospects, and Jimmy Haslam met with Teddy Bridgewater and was thrown off at the beginning over the handshake that Teddy Bridgewater had with him. The meeting went well. He did not like Teddy Bridgewater's handshake, and Jimmy Haslam said, I'm not drafting Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, that just gives credence to the saying of, uh, you know, first impressions are everything. Apparently this kid's handshake was not good. You should always have a firm, good, just solid handshake. How are solid you, sir? Solid handshake. Like meeting your uh, 
your girlfriend's dad for the first time. You got to give him that old. You got to squeeze him, but let him squeeze a little harder. The handshake to let you know that I am the person your team needs to draft. Exactly. I'm what your team needs. I'm what you. I'm going to be banging your daughter later. <laughs> wow. Looking him in the eyes, letting and, him know who you are. And Jimmy Haslam willingly let his daughter get taken home by Johnny Football. Yep, everyone. That's. That's what happened. Johnny Football gave him that. And got you know, the I'm STD that was boy. three wins. I'm a good guy. And I just want to point out, I don't, I don't think it says it in this article, but I've seen before that Jimmy Haslam actually spent $100,000 uh, to get a study done to analyze the best quarterbacks in that 2014 draft. And it unanimously said Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> was the best quarterback. So he's like, I'm going to take Johnny football. Uh, apparently also on draft day, Haslam uh, went into the war room in Cleveland. And started inviting people in and saying, watch this, I'm going to draft Johnny Manziel. Cool. <laughs> like it was such a monumental event. You know what that reminds me of? You ever watched that movie? Draft uh, Day? Yes. About the Browns? Yeah. When Kevin Costner was the GM of the dope. Browns? That was awesome. Uh, another story out of this is a person that worked for the Browns, uh, Sashi Brown, um, was one of the Cleveland Browns staffers and was promoted after the Browns had fired their former GM and head coach. Uh, Haslam promoted Brown to executive vice president of football operations. And that, for some reason, gave Jimmy Haslam the urge to give Brown the nickname Obama. (laughs) And there were many people around the Browns organization who were just offended by it, even though Brown himself said he didn't mind the nickname. He said he didn't think Haslam was being disrespectful with the Obama nickname, but it caused others in... Around in and around the organization, just cringe at it. Yeah, but once you own the team, you can do whatever you want. Should you? Though? That's not true, Donald Sterling. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> but also, Donald Sterling did say some very, very racist things. Like worse than just nicknaming yeah. somebody that's brown. Don't bring Obama. these n words yes. yes. to, to my, my games. basketball games. Yeah. Don't bring Magic Johnson to the basketball games. You saw that shit that he would say in the locker room too. He would walk and he's like, "Look at my beautiful boys." Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was very racist. Yeah, but he this wasn't... guy owns a football team. He can walk into that building naked if he wanted to. Mm. What are they gonna do? He I... owns the team. That building is basically his house. The Browns... He can walk down on the court and rub his naked body all over it, and they can't do shit. Hugh Jackson also wanted to draft Miles Garrett. Um, in that draft where Miles Garrett went number one, Jimmy Haslam was hell-bent on drafting Mitchell Trubisky and left his head coach out of the dark for weeks before the draft on who they were actually going to draft. Oh, my God. And then two or three minutes before they made the pick, they called Hugh Jackson and said, yo, we're drafting your guy, and hung up. <laughs> So he did get Miles Garrett, but I, I, it's just so bad. He wants to be Jerry Jones in the worst way. It's never going to happen. Let's not forget that Hugh Jackson. You're not going to build Jerry World. Let's be honest. Not in Cleveland, you're not. No one's going to build Jerry World. Let's not forget, in hindsight, after being fired, Hugh Jackson said that instead of uh, Baker, he also won the draft Patrick Mahomes, Carson Wentz, uh, Mitch Trubisky, and Deshaun Watson. You know, but don't, obviously don't. he didn't because Has, know, he wasn't Haslam, allowed to. Jimmy Haslam has no shame when it comes to just firing head coaches either. Yeah. Don't be surprised if Freddie Kitchens is gone after a season and a half. I don't know why they hired him. They should have kept Greg Williams. It should Williams. have been Greg Williams, yeah. yeah. He was a good leader of that team. I'm not, I'm, I'm not I guess they're crediting it all to the fact that Freddie Kitchens was made offensive coordinator mm-hmm. and that led Baker Mayfield to this 
resurgence in the second half of the season. I'm I one of no those idea. few Jet fans that are actually optimistic about our new coaching staff because I like the fit with Greg Williams oh, googly eyes. on our defense. Adam okay. Gase? I don't like... Gase? Co- Gase is creepy. The cokehead? Yeah. He's a creepy guy. I'm not talking about him. Greg He's Williams. Our defense. You just Greg said Williams. your coaching staff. That's Greg Williams. Fuck, fuck Adam Gase, okay? okay. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Sorry. Whoa. Whoa. Greg Williams didn't have to interview for the Jets' defense coordinator job. He got fired. The Jets said, you're hired. If you want it, come take it. And he said, all right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bounty Gate 2.0. So Jimmy Haslam is one of the worst owners, if not the worst owner in professional sports. You know, perfect if he hired, uh, I can't remember his name, Shirelli as uh, his GM. I know two different sports, but still. Shirelli? Yeah. Wow. That'd be a move. That'd be a move and a half because they would get along. When it comes to bad ownerships, this guy's up there with the owner of the um, Ottawa Senators who just keeps messing up, who says we're going to change our logo and then says, you know what, no. <laughs> then says we're, we're, we're not going to trade Eric Carlson and then trades Eric Carlson to San Jose and doesn't handle things going on in the locker room well. So... Jimmy Haslam is definitely the worst owner in the NFL. He is a poor man's Jerry Jones. I say that he's not poor. He's a very rich man, but he's a wannabe Jerry Jones. Yeah. So uh, that's we're going to start wrapping up the episode here. Uh, we're going to end every episode like we do with some hot takes. Hot takes, John. Uh, John. Your first episode. Johnny had like two take. weeks to think of this hot take. All right, my hot take is that uh, surprisingly enough, you know, I really think that while I think with the Pacers, their next move should be, you know, throw away the season. We saw a lot of them overachieving, or maybe maybe was overachieving the season. With Oladipo out, they had a pretty good record while he was out. I think at the very least they're going to stay the course and have a lower uh, playoff seed in the Eastern Conference this year. I think they're still going to make it. I think they're still going to make it. Trish? Tony? You got one? No, no, no. Okay, give me a second to think one. Oh, no. I had one. Okay, there you go. There you go. Uh, next week we do start Super Bowl coverage. It's gonna be the best week of this show yet. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, awesome. be so much fun. But my hot take has to do with the Super Bowl. The MVP of the game. If the Rams win, it will be Aaron Donald. Really? If the Patriots win. If the Patriots win, it's gonna be Tom Brady. Yeah. It's very rare for a defensive player to I win know. Super Bowl MVP. I know. I know. You think it'll be? Yeah. If the Rams win, Aaron Donald's going to have a well, dominant performance. Uh, the defensive, what was his The name? last one to do it was uh, Von Miller. That's what I was going to say, Von Miller. On Denver. On Denver, yeah. yeah. And then before that, Bobby Wagner, I think, did it on Seattle. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, yeah. listen, we all know Super Bowls are all de- defense. Usually, except you, for the last one. Yeah. And the last one. And and the one versus Atlanta. Yeah, Falcons. Yeah. And the Seattle one. Which and one? Oh, the, the one, one where they, they just smoked. lit up. Yeah. I guess it any, was any, a little bit defense. Listen, any New England Super Bowl, there's not a defense being Unless played. you're playing the Giants. Yeah, unless and they're playing the Giants. And you score 14 points and you don't know what happened. But the Patriots, every every Super Bowl, they their defense, they bend, but they don't break. And so it's always a close game. Trish, you got a hot take yet? Uh, yeah, sure, why not? Okay. My hot take is now, instead of just three more for the rest of the season with those 50-point games, I think from Well, he's only now, one away from meeting your... I know. Okay. I think now he's going to do another five from what he So has. another five from right here? From or right another here. five added on to the three? Another five from, I guess, added on to the okay. three. So. so he needs another six this season to be Yeah. Fair. For the beard? Yeah, for the beard. Oh, well. Um, Tony Romo didn't choke this weekend because he didn't play because he doesn't play in late January. But <laughs> he will be at his first Super Bowl. 
in the booth. In a week. Yes. Yep. One week. Just anyway. over a week at the booth at CBS because that's the only way Romo could get yeah. to the Super Bowl. Um, like, share, subscribe. Keep following us. Next week's Super Bowl week, we're going to try for a guest. Trying hard. Not going to release it until next yeah, week, we're though. We're going to find one. Uh, we're going to get... Like, yeah. We're going to get Super Bowl predictions from everybody who we had on the show up until this point. Maybe even Colton Saucer. We may be betting on the Who his Super Bowl pick is. So we want to thank you for listening and uh, tune in next week to start our Super Bowl coverage. Trish, want to say bye? Bye, everybody. John? Have a good night. Bye, everybody. Like, share, subscribe. Yep.